Hey, welcome everybody to Fire Table. This is your, your host, Big B, also known as Darren Redwine. I am here with my uh, buddies, my my uh, my partners in crime, my partners in general, my partners are in everything except sex. Yeah, so, wow, easy. That was <laughs> weird. Clarify that. Wow. Hammerhead uh, Tim and Chef Bo. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Welcome, gentlemen. All right. I'm excited because I believe we have another segment of a fantastic category of food uh, brackets. Yes. Going on. We're getting close to the championship. So, Bo, why don't you go ahead and fill us in on uh, All right. 112. All right. So, real quick, last week to recap, we went up against the calorie busters, right? We picked pies as our favorite dessert. Doesn't matter what kind of pie, you know, pie. And then uh, lasagna from the pasta section. So this week, we're going to get down into the smaller foods, and we're going to get into appetizers. We got cold apps, but we got versus hot apps. Which one wins? So let's start with cold apps. Under cold apps, we have your standard stuff, chips and salsa, caprese salad, a side salad, a charcuterie board. Yes, I broke meat and cheese because you try spelling charcuterie. All right, shut up. Uh, Crudetet. Deviled eggs, which I absolutely love. Housemade pickles, which has become kind of a thing lately. And then just because reminiscent wise, why not pickled motherfucking pig's feet up in here? All right. Wow. So, uh, Hammerhead, let's start with you. Out of these cold apps, what, what are you? What are you well, thinking? I'll tell you. Uh, uh, there's <laughs> this is really strange because <laughs> I gotta tell you, uh, pickled pig's feet. Yeah. Like for real, okay. Like for real, bro. Like you know, when you walk into that one bar in that one town, and they're in that one jar that hasn't been touched in twenty five years. More decoration or actually food? Exactly. But I gotta tell you, uh, I've actually had them, Mm -hmm. and they're not bad. Not bad. (laughs) Little secret out there for everybody. They're They're actually uh, pretty good. I, I, it's much better. Uh, I actually like them much better um, if we just um, if you just kind of cook them. Uh, mm, even if you cook them kind of like carnitas, like in its own fat. Yeah. And you cook cook them that way. They're actually really good. And uh, I, I did a. Uh, I used to do a a dish that we had the pigs feed in the trotters mm-hmm. and. Um, I mean, it was really phenomenal and then someone brought in some pickled pig's feet because mm. we were using trotters so much and i had them i was like ah it's actually it's not too bad yeah. i don't know if i'd put it up there for the cold app uh challenge here Very but well. um, just you know it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> homemade pickles uh you know i i i love pickles mm-hmm. whether they're homemade or not yeah uh uh, side salad, no meat and cheese board. Eh, well, nice charcuterie. Nice charcuterie. Yeah. I mean, you get some nice cheeses and some nice little meats yeah. on there. That's really something spectacular. Yep. And you know, I work out with a lot of wineries down here, and and um, they all have a no. have a board, and they move lots of them. Yep. Uh, crudite, nah, too basic. Deviled eggs. Ooh, there are some really good ways to do some deviled eggs. Oh yeah. Have you ever done them smoked on the in the smoker? No, but I'm writing that down. That's gonna happen. Yes, they're fantastic. Smoked deviled eggs. Uh, Smoked deviled eggs. Hell yeah. Um, 
Oh, wow. Side salad. No. And I love the caprese. I went to the island of Capri where, where uh, the caprese salad comes from in the oh, blue wow. grotto. It's in these caves in this water. Oh, boy. Uh, chips and salsa. That's pretty darn good, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get me some real buffalo mozzarella. Mm, okay. Uh, which is uh, about 18 or maybe 20 bucks a pound. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay, it's between that and the deviled eggs. Uh, okay, so now with that buffalo mozzarella, right, are we getting the curd and we're going to hand stretch it? You know, uh, I mean, that's pretty awesome, but no, just okay. give me some, put it in the, put it in the, wa- in the water, in the liquid, yeah. get me, you know, so, sometimes they come even in a paper, uh, if you're, you know, when they come yep. in a, a paper wrapper, you know yep. what I mean? Those are good. That's good, but too. It, it, it is very difficult to find real... You know, yeah. it's 100% buffalo mozzarella, and it's, I'm not kidding, it's its over 20 bucks a pound. Oh, for sure. So you do that, some uh, nice fresh basil, a little bit of uh, of uh, sea salt, and some heirloom tomato, mm. and you got me all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's really, really doing it right. Mm-hmm. I'm going mm-hmm. caprese. Yes. All right. One for the caprese. All oh. right. Big D, you've seen that. You've seen the bracket. You've heard Hammerhead's uh, comments on this. What say you? Well, let me um, start with the chips and salsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, you know, being it was you know five when I came out here from from Michigan, and I just love a good chips and salsa. Did, love it. Did you have chips and salsa in in Michigan? When I was pretty young. It came out when I was five, so I don't remember. And when we okay. used to go back, chips and salsa was not on the mind of what we were eating got back there then it turned in more of the you know the mac and cheese the, yeah the collard greens and all, all right. that all right stuff. but uh being in san diego where all those uh, mexican restaurants are and everything else the good oh good yeah sauce, mm. fresh made onions mm-hmm. cilantro, mm-hmm. And, and a fresh chip that mm. was done right out of yeah. oil drained salt like in old town san diego just, yeah just yeah. the right amount of salt on the chips mm-hmm. it's fantastic now the caprese salad is another one that I'm a big fan of. And exactly what everything uh, Hammerhead just said with the fresh lots mm. on there that just uh, is fantastic. The side salad, uh, to me, no, I'm not a big salad either, it, although it is nice. It's just uh, it's, to yeah. start with, but it, it never comes to mind if there's anything else to choose from. Right. It's not going to be a side salad that wins out on that. The meat and cheese board, uh, I, I'm actually cool with that. To me, it depends a lot of, of the meat choices. Mm-hmm. I'm more of that than versus the cheese. And then when you put <clears throat> put them together, yeah, I'm okay with it. But I'm probably ordering that because I really want to pair that up with some nice wine or something else that I'm yeah. doing. It. So it's not even really the focus for me. Okay. Um, the crudite, you guys need to refresh my memory on a crudite. What is that? Vegetable sticks, celery, oh. carrot, bell pepper, okay. jicama. Uh, it got real exotic I there in the 80s. With the yeah, with the broccoli florets, black olives, ranch. with ranch dipping. <laughs> okay. Look, crudite had a revival back what mid '80s when they decided to put in this exotic thing called jicama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember all that now. Okay, so that's that's the fancy yeah. version of vegetarian. Yeah. This is uh, yeah. I can spell crudite, but not charcuterie. Don't judge. All right, no, you're you're fine. You're good. Uh, so with that said, obviously, I think you could tell by my tone, I could care less. Yeah. Try. No, really? The deviled eggs uh, up there with the top three, man. I I love me some deviled eggs. Dude. There's been times where it's turned into an entree. I would just, oh, uh, yeah. 
the deviled eggs. And then, you know, the thing is, too, you go to uh, these events that may have some deviled eggs. Mm-hmm. And, and you know it takes a long time to prep and then pipe yeah. the yolk and all that. And some people put a little olive dot, olive on the top, whatever the situation is. And, uh, and people start eating them. And then I feel like I, I'm supposed to share, right? Because I can just grab a dozen of them. Yeah. No problem. Just, and then you're walking around with a plate of like all deviled eggs. <laughs> and you're popping like just like, uh, you know, like, uh, like lifesaver. Yeah. You just things out and it's done. So I love a good deviled egg uh, one that's not too slimy, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little wet. But the house-made pickles, I, I, those has been growing on me as well. I don't see too many people doing those now. But when they are done and they're done right, it's a, yeah. it's a pretty good appetizer. The pickled pig's feet, I'm not going to comment on that. I can't okay. give it a fair shake. I've never tried it, so I don't want to say it sucks or it's not done right or anything like that. Right, right. Uh, for it to hit the list, it was interesting. And, mm. you know, maybe you guys on the culinary side can tell me, how do you even prepare that? Do you really want to know? I, I the, kind of do. There, there's not, several ways. Airtime, yeah, no, they, well, well, that'll be in different conversation. We'll probably come back to something like that. So if I have to go down to the caprese and the chips and salsa and the deviled eggs, I am going to go with the chips and salsa. Oh, chips and salsa. Wow, chips and salsa. I have an appetizer to sit and snack on some chips and and salsa before I get my entrees. And then I I have to have the guacamole along with that, too. I got to get my bowl. Got to, yeah. My second was the uh, deviled eggs. Oh, uh, see, so. Mine was chips and salsa, caprese, caprese. and deviled eggs. Man, okay, and, well. And very close. I mean, I had a hard time choosing between the deviled eggs and that caprese. Look, I, I, on this list, I like all these things except pickles pig feet because I know how they're prepared. And plus, I uh, saw one I saw one, one time, and no joke, on the, the hoof, on the cloven hoof that had a fingernail polish on it. And I was like, all right, that's just wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. I'm done. Uh, yeah. House-made pickles, again, if they're done right, like you were talking about, Big D, they can be beautiful. Uh, yeah. Crudite, uh, I'll... I'll I'll do crudite once a year at Thanksgiving because I need a plate filler and I have to eat vegetables. So I'll eat those. Um, charcuterie board, all about it every day, all day. Um, side salad. Look, I had to make the category at least a little bit bigger, um, you know, of choices. But yeah, if there's anything else on there, you're not ordering a side salad unless you're in prison. If you're in prison, I'm sorry, you probably did it. Um, caprese salad, it's got to be right, man. I, I hate when you go to these places because the caprese salad, when it's done right, just traditionally, it's so good. But then you go to these places, it's like, oh, yeah, well, it's a caprese salad, but it's done our way, like with goat cheese and grapes instead of tomato. And you're like, what the actual fuck is this? This is oh, not a well, caprese I salad. That oh, and if I'm not mistaken, that's the juicy buffalo beef steak tomato, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be the beef steak tomato. It, the, the buffalo mozzarella and the tomato are supposed to be the same size. Yes, that's the idea, exactly. right? It's the almost olive oil drizzle yeah, olive oil, balsamic, your basil leaf, a little salt. Um, it's it's yeah, okay, okay to get a little exotic and put a garlic puree out there for dipping, right? But okay. but you don't want to you know bastardize any of that. But these people, you know, like oh, but we use fontina or we use goat cheese or we do this. Oh, we you know drizzle it with uh freaking mobile one motor oil instead of balsamic. It's like what the fuck are you doing, man? You're you just know, the the when it comes to that the worst. Worst one I've ever seen is someone used burrata, oh. and they and they cut it up. 
What? And and cut a slice of burrata and put it on with a leaf of the you had the tomato, uh-huh. a leaf of the basil, and then a sliced chunk of burrata. And oh I was so God. upset when I got it because they said, "Oh, we got burrata cheese," and we kind of do it in the style of a caprese. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm good with that," yeah, because I love the burrata. And when it showed up, I was like, "You never cut." No, Burrata. no, it weeps wow. everywhere. But you were with me on that one, weren't you? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was with yeah. you. It, I remember you saying that. It like leaks he, everywhere. He was, he was upset. Oh my yes, God. Uh, the diner cuts, not uh, the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the whole experience of it. Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you cut? I remember that yes. conversation. Oh. You and I were together. Oh, man. All right. And then, and so. Caprese, evidently caprese salad, hot topic here, people. Um, and then chips and salsa are good, but to me, it depends on the kind of salsa, right? I'm very picky about the salsa, right? It's like I like the the roasted, the Kalamata roasted salsa. And a lot of places don't do that, right? But for me, and we're, we're going to need somebody. Wait, what, back, back that what, up. Back what, a, Kalamata, a Kalamata olive? No, no, no. Kalamata salsa means it translates into it's roasted, where you roast the tomatoes, the jalapenos, and the oh. onions. You roast them in the oven and then you blend everything up, right? So it has that charred flavor. You can do them on the grill. Um, Yeah, that's the way I like them. I like that char. You know, I've had, I've, I've done them in places where we just turn the burners on on the stove and just burn everything right there. You know, you just char the bejesus out of it. You know, but it's got, for me, it's got to be done that way. I can't handle stuff like salsa when it comes out and it's barely thicker than water. Uh, Makes me want to dump it on my server's head because they didn't warn me. You know, yeah, we're like when you dip the chip in the salsa and you pick it back up and you're like, is there even any salsa on here? It's like it's the right. it's just wet. Right. But for me, all day, I, every day, I I deviled eggs, deviled wait, eggs. Wait a minute. Just just one thing real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is this is saying that all of those are done right. The mm-hmm. crazy, the chips to your liking, yep. everything. Yep. If it's done right, if it's done right, they're done right, done right, still going you're still going deviled eggs. I'm still going. I'm going deviled eggs, number one, caprese salad, number two, and the charcuterie board, number three. Right. Wow. But deviled what eggs for me, topic. right. For deviled eggs, man, when they're done right, like they're, man, dude, like Tic Tacs, I could eat those things. Right. Look, yeah. you don't want, you don't want to be under the, you don't want to be under covers with me later on because I'll salt for your ass out of there. Right. But, hey, dude. So why don't we see more of those on the menu? Because yeah, people think they they're were. they were for a hot minute. There was bacon on them. There was sriracha on them. There was you know wasabi. Yeah. They they, they were like cheap. Scotch egg. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah, a sc- they thought they thought it was cheap. Don't you? Yeah, know? they yeah people think it's cheap or whatever that it's a play. What? But man, when they're done right, and I like mine with a little paprika on top. Yeah. Right, just a little bit of paprika on there. Just so good, so perfect. So yeah. it looks like we have a, a tie. Another wow. another three way tie. No, we haven't had too many of these, but so we're just going to have to let this one sit here until we get a guest on that we can take us uh, next week. So okay. We got, well, we got, are we going to use that guest for both of our ties? We might have to. We'll find somebody else for the other time. Yeah. Yeah. We might, yeah, we might have, we might have to be able to do only do one. It depends. All right. So now we got time. We're going to get into hot appetizers, right? And underneath or not underneath, in the category of hot appetizers, we got sliders, wings, mozzarella sticks, fried pickles, the onion ring tower of power, artichoke dip, 
quesadillas and taquitos. Mm. All right, so Hammerhead, you went first last time, so Big D, you get to go first this time. I already know what he's picking. Yeah, uh, me too. This yeah. I, I, as much as we'd uh, love right, this to be a long one, this, I think this will be quick. Uh, I will admit there is uh, some favorites of mine on here, and uh, this is pretty good. So this is going to be tough. The sliders, uh, when they're done right, the nice, you know, one and a half, two ounce, you know, oh, trio yeah. of the little sliders is, is a nice appetizer. Yep. The wings, you know, can't go wrong. Well, you can't go wrong. With yeah, you can. Crappy sauces. Yep. You do the small little pigeon wings. I cannot stand that. Pigeon wings. Uh, cheese sticks, to me, I'm, I'm burnt out on those. I'm mm. done with those. Yeah. Uh, but they are a nice appetizer. And, and because it is an appetizer, it also is a great item to share. Mm-hmm. If, you're in, if you're hanging out with somebody else, it's easy to, to share and dip those. And a lot of times, too, I don't know if you guys have this, there's always some crappy-ass marinara service. <laughs> and it's always cold. What the fuck's that right? all about? Yeah. So if that that probably turned me off to yeah. to that a little bit and then i also think sometimes people overcharge for that yeah it's, for it's sure amazing for that so i don't do it fried pickles again if the pickles done right and the breading that whole mm-hmm. <clears throat> contrast between the breading and the pickle can be really good mm-hmm. and not only that it can be really uh uh i guess appetizing on a flavor profile if you're hanging out and a fried pickle, it's just kind of different still you're not yeah. burnt down on that yet uh the onion ring tower I am a fan of onion rings when those are done right as well. And like Tim said, we're assuming this is all done right. Yes, this is all done. Your favorite. Your favorite. Right. You know, the best ones you've ever had. The best the rendition meal. that you've ever eaten. So right. with that said, going into artichoke dip, if that's flavorful, flavorful mm-hmm. and everything, the quesadilla and the wait cheese. a minute, on your uh, artichoke dip, are you using bread or, or tortilla chips? I'm using a pita chip. A pita chip? What? I'm using sourdough. Hell yeah. Tim, I'm with you, man. I'm ripping ripping the lid off the sourdough bowl and dipping that bad boy in there. I ain't no pita chip. Come on. I had a place where the pita chip had a nice, strong texture. I mean, a strong chip. Uh That was good. And then when you bit into it, it broke apart and all the uh, artichoke was there and the chip just kind of crumbled in with the dip and uh, it was really good. The oil. Okay. So, what? Yeah, soak up Your all that oil. The chip that they fried fresh or all soaked up like a yeah. sponge. Yeah. It was good. I can okay. tell you the process. Hey, you know what? Like, like we said, it's done it, right. Done right. Exactly. Yeah. This is your Our, right. Yeah. Let, at Hammerhead, let's give the soccer mom his moment here on his artichoke dip and pita <laughs> chips. Maybe it was a saltine cracker. Oh my know. god! I dipped it with a goldfish cracker. It was fucking delicious. <laughs> it was done right. It was it was the best. <laughs> so with that said, the artichoke dip uh, is is a good one, of mine, and easy to share as well. But if True. I if I had to pick for an appetizer, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna have to go with the artichoke dip. Oh, artichoke oh. dip and pita chip. Okay, pita chip is not listed on there, people. I don't want anybody to get upset. I don't want to receive your hate mail. Like I said before, send it to your principal. Um, all right, Hammerhead. We got one for artichoke dip, man. Pull us out of this. Pull us out of this. What do you got? Uh, slider. I got three sliders. They're usually dry, but these mm. are done right. Uh, yep. No, not going there. Um mozzarella sticks are fantastic i mm-hmm. do actually really like them but i do know your point about getting 
pulled this or that with it. Uh, no, yeah, it's got to be right. If it's, it's, all if it's right. right, if it, if the marinara is heated it's, up, if it's, that's right. Um, it's still good, but nah, not my first choice. Fried pickles are not going to be my first choice. Uh, onion ring tower. Now that might actually make the list. Uh, my wife is going to do the artichoke dip, so I'm not getting that one. <laughs> I think he already uh, did. I do like a quesadilla, especially if it's like mm, duck or shrimp. Oh, that's pretty good. Something like that. And then taquitos. Okay, for me, I, uh -huh. it's between taquitos and wings. Oh, taquitos. Okay, that's a big swing. Taquitos and wings. All right. Yeah, because um, I mean, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, I'm going to uh, uh, my local Mexican joint and I'm getting, you know, three roll tacos with guacamole. Man, I really mm. like that. Yeah, that, that's good. And I good. got a spot, which I thought Darren was going to pick, by the way. I thought he was going taquitos, but um, I got a spot that I work with, and they have these things loaded taquitos. Yeah. And they are out of control. Good. And so, I, you know, when I look at it and I go, man, there was a point in my life I could probably eat 50 wings in a, yeah. a sit-down. And uh, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, and, and, and then, you know, okay, so I'm just going the best. Three-year-old mm -hmm. taco with guacamole as a hot app. I'm going taquitos. Going taquitos. Now, then let me clarify. I, You're right. The taquitos, the wings, and the sliders, to me, mm -hmm. I can do those as meals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get it. I uh, get it. So but as an app, something that I would sit down and do a little, take a little hunger off, right? When's the last Maybe time you saw a small artichoke dip, first of all? Well, yeah. <laughs> what, the 12-ounce the dish? I mean, the 12-ounce? Uh, oval? Yeah. Okay. I'm well, sharing that. I'm not. Okay. All right. You're sharing I'm, that. Okay. I'm only okay. ordering an artichoke dip because I'm sharing it with my wife. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's that's but how I you justify the pita chips is because your wife's there. <laughs> Who do you got against pita chips, bro? Hey, dude, it's a sponge in the fryer. Come on. Yeah. It's, you know. it, it's for falafel only. Yeah, falafel and hummus. Um, and and Euro. Okay, so since I um, defer the food to you guys, maybe it wasn't a pita chip, but I had a chip, mm -hmm. and it wasn't a potato chip. Wasn't it, I could swear it was pita. It was white. It, it was a pita. It chip. was probably We're pita. It was okay. probably pita. Yeah, it was probably pita. We're not letting you off the hook. It was pita. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Okay, so man, once again, we got one for artichoke dip and one for taquitos. Oh man, I, I feel another tie coming on here because uh, make no bones about it, <clears throat> taquitos are good. Artichoke dip, I like artichoke dip when it's done right, but I'm not a big spinach fan though, so that kind of turns yeah. me off. Um, sliders, mm, man, you know what? Sliders, they when they're done right, when they're, they're good, they can be really good. You know, you put some bacon on there, some cheese, little mini things, but like, like you guys are saying, I could eat that as an entree. Uh, wings, but if they're done properly, there's so many times I run into, you know, where you get little pigeon wings, like D said, that they're just, they're dried up. They sat there, they're over fried or under fried. I mean, it, it's hit and miss, but again, this is, if they're, these are done properly, right? You know, so we'll see mozzarella sticks, Nah, a little more. That's too passe. You know, it's the same. I think the company that actually makes mozzarella sticks stopped making them in 88. And we're just pilfering from their inventory, you know, the past 30, 40 years. Um, 
fried pickles. Oh man, when fried pickles, I like the fried pickles, the crunch, the tang, delicious. Onion ring towers. Here's the thing with onion ring towers. I like onion ring towers, but when you bite into an onion ring and the onion ring comes sliding out and smacks you in the face like it's your bitch, I'm not having it, right? I'm just not having it. I run into that way too many times. I get suckered into it because I love onion rings. And then you take the one bite and then the whole onion comes out and you just, why? Now you're just left with a ring of fried stuff. Yes, I eat it. Don't judge, but it's still good. Uh, Quesadilla. Hmm. Mm hmm. Quesadilla. That's more of a meal for me, I think. You know, once you start loading it up with chicken and pico de gallo, sour cream, salsa, guac, you know, duck, you know, it becomes more of a meal to me. So for me, again, all this stuff being equal, everything being done right, everything being done to the best version you've ever had. I'm going wings. Yeah, I'm going wings. We change to wings. I'm going wings, man, because there's some wings out there, and the three of you, you, you all know the wing I'm talking about that that we've yeah. all had, and it is freaking delicious. It yeah. is so good, um, and I gotta go with that it, the wing is so good that you don't even need to coat it with sauce. You can just use it for dipping. It's that good, wow, right? I this mean, is huge. Two categories. Two categories, man. Both. Neither one of us can make it. So, okay. So, if the three of us go out to dinner, go out to eat. So, basically, we just have to order the wheel um, of the yeah. appetizer <laughs> section, right? We just got to get one of everything yeah. and then see how it falls. Um, but, yeah, that's where we sit. So, sorry, folks. No uh, outright winner this week. We got three categories now that uh, we need to bust it up. We need a category buster here pretty soon. Let, let us know what you guys think. Yeah. Um, don't send us your hate mail because we'll send it back to you. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Give us your thoughts. All right. So that's it there. Oh, so next, next week we got vegan versus vegetarian. Ooh, that's a good one. Right. If you don't think there's a difference, there's a difference. Tune in and find out what the difference is, but there is a difference. Right on. Well, nice bracket again. Well done. Uh, and another split. What is, is that three split? That's three. three. We could not agree on soup, three. cold apps, and hot apps. Okay. So this will be good. Our yeah. guest next week, I won't tell you who that is until that is confirmed, but we will have Ooh. a special guest and we'll run over these brackets with them. Again, if you want to give us your uh, thoughts on the brackets, please email bigdfiretable at gmail.com and we'll check it out and bring it up on the air. But thank you, gentlemen. Great segment today. Have a very good night. We'll see you next week on Fire Table. All right. And uh, be safe. All right. Order yeah. up. Order up, people. Hey, hello, everybody. And how you doing? This is uh, Big D. Welcome to Fire Table. Uh, I am your host, Darren Redwine, here with my, my partner in crime, my normal buddy, my crew, Missing One. But, yep, yep. you know, don't tell Hammerhead the more important one. Chuck, how are you, Chuck? Hey, I'm doing excellent, man. It's uh, always good to be here. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's always glad to, you know, you guys were in your ear holes, in your ear balls. Or in the speakers, wherever we're at. Wherever. It sounds great. Your um, car. Trying to get better and better at our audio production here. All the time. Go back to our training lessons and our yeah. Our one-on-one days, uh, well, we're still in them in a way. Yeah, we are. We're Look, we're still like sub-20 episodes, so I think we're good as far as the good. learning curve goes. Plus, you know what? I mean, we're not we're not millennials, let's face it, right? We don't, we're not hip to all this all the time. And we got a couple day jobs going on. That's true, too. You know, we got, we got, we got other jobs that, you know, pay the bills, people. 
So with all that said, thanks for hanging in there, hanging in there with us. Yeah. As we uh, have some great conversations about the hospitality industry. Uh, welcome to Fire Table. So right now it's just the two of us. So yeah. Jeff, well, I was thinking maybe you could fire off the first table. Yeah. Last week with Hammerhead. Yeah, you got it. I'm going to bring up something that's kind of not really talked about, should be talked about um, from a personal level and all that stuff. And I want to talk about fucking kitchen uniforms and goddamn restaurant attire. Right. Okay. I mean, okay. th- this is the thing. Okay. So it's like in the kitchen, you're always told, right, wear non slip shoes. Right. You don't want to slip sure. and put a second crack in your ass. But the yeah. shoes that are out there, only in the past couple of years did they start to get decent. Right. Before that, they were, they all look like shit. They were not comfortable. Right. I mean, they were so bad that when clogs came out and clogs were non slip, everybody went to clogs. That's how bad all the fucking choices were. Right. Now you got some Converse, you got some Sketcher, you got, you know, whatever. But why can't we get like fucking Under Armour or Nike to do a good one, like with some colors? Because all this shit now is just black and white. It's either black or it's white. Right. There's no color in any of this shit. There's no style in any of it. Right. And yet we're in a we're in a society where we're in a social construct where you look at chefs are like rock stars. But we're dressed like fucking roadies. Right. <laughs> Right, right. You, you want to break out the first set of Ramses? Yo, dude, I would break out the Ramses, man. And instead of a swoosh, let's have a fucking spatula on that shit or a yeah, knife or something. And have it all and, uh... Dude, right? I mean, why not? It's like fucking Nike Under Armour. Get off your ass. You're missing an entire market, right? I mean, think about it. Think about if Nike or Under Armour, Reebok or Adidas, some sports apparel. Because, look, we both worked in the restaurant industry. Dude, yeah. it's, it's fucking hard work. It's like you're an athlete. Right. I mean, you got to run. You got to stretch. You're on your feet. You're working. Wouldn't it be nice to have a better set of pants? Maybe that didn't fucking split or stain or get wrinkled or whatever. Not only that, I imagine you can do the boot companies, too. Yeah. You can do the boot companies for the front of the house. Right. Want to look a little more stylish, non-slip, but still look good. With the little steel toe on them to help them from the Look, steel toe in the kitchen is bullshit. That shit gets too fucking hot, man. I tell you right now, look, guys out there, look. Maybe if the steel was on the outside of the shoe, but then you're up to those kitchen guys. I mean, I know my kitchen guys; they'd kick a fucker. No, you gotta uh, design it to where it's like a grill. It's, a <laughs> so it's got air, like in a car. Oh, like, on top of it is a steel cover. Okay. All right, uh, all right. A pan drop in or a mixing bowl or something. Something, yeah. They got to do something better with that. But look, man, if you drop a pan on your foot, you fucking deserve it. You know, be quicker, be faster, be more careful. You fucking deserve it. Um, But think about it. And then the chef coats, right? Only recently, I mean, and we know of a couple of companies that are really trying to make chef coats more trendy, but they're still so goddamn boxy, right? They don't now look. It does give us an opportunity in the kitchen if we put on an extra five or 10 pounds it hides it right i mean but then but it, because it hides it and we live in our chef coats we don't think to fucking lose it right but we need a better chef coat we need better aprons we need stuff that's more breathable because we're like we're athletes right i mean back in the kitchen you're sweating your ass off you're busting your hump for two to three hours at a time during peak rush you want to be comfortable you don't want, you know, the the freaking ladle to get caught on your chef coat cuff on your sleeve like it does every seven days, seven minutes when you're on the fucking line. Then there goes more soup out in the fucking pan, you know, but it, it's got to be more functional. It's got to be better. And yet these companies 
I don't know why they won't get on it. I mean, but what did, what do you think, D? What do you think? You know what? It's well, two things. The apparel is one, and then you look at the operation of it, of who's responsible for the apparel and the uniform, and what uh, an employee should either have to pay for or not pay for. True. Uh, so, depending on how we want to look at this, the first one is <clears throat> the importance of a uniform in a restaurant. I think it's key. The the uniformity of the staff, the cleanliness, the yeah. sense of uh, professionalism that can be brought off when you have people on the same page, wearing yep. the same stuff that's been taken care of, not the faded whatever pants or whatever the the uniform may be, uh, the faded skirts from you know like the uh, the Hooters. Well, the Hooters are shorts, but the yeah. other tilted kilt, those mm-hmm. kind of concepts where they got some ragged. Uh, skirt or the skirt that's just too small for the person wearing it. I mean, there's actual nice ways to look at it. And I'm True. not trying to fat shame or anything like no, that. But it's, what I'm saying is the proper size skirt, the yeah. proper girl, you know, when they, I think you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah. When I say that. So yeah. with that, the uniform to me is key to finalize the overall concept from a customer's perspective, perspective that they're in the place that they want to be. In. Absolutely. Right? So if you're high end, the, sh- the shirts are pressed, mm-hmm. they're dry cleaned, uh, their their hair is done nice, it's pulled back, minimal amount. The back waiters are on point with their apron. It's got the crummer, but not the full on mashed potato stain at the tip of the, you know, the apron <laughs> down at the bottom by their crotch. So it drags your eye right at their crotch. And you can yeah. the full apron then if, if that's the deal. Yeah, those kinds of things. The bussers not coming out in the, in the plastic. You know, April yeah. thinking they're doing a service by hustling and oh yeah, let me get those dishes and they come running out with their whole disposable apron. There's got to be some sense of uniform and presentation. So right. with that said, I think it's huge. It has to be that way. The randomness in some of these places, I don't get. They go, yeah. oh, we don't want to be that formal. It's, like, it's not about being formal. No. It's about looking sharp in a place of belong, belonging, yeah. right? Yeah, it's about, well, and think about this. Okay, so, I mean, not that, and I'm going to kind of go out in left field here, but if you ever were to walk into Target in a red polo and a pair of khakis, people would ask you where shit was, even if you didn't work there, right? And that's, that's there's a reason for that. But I went over Christmas, my daughter and I, I had this really comfortable red sweatshirt, mm-hmm. right? And I also have these khaki jeans that are just, that I bought when I was a lot bigger. So mm-hmm. they're very loose, right? So they're comfortable. They're like pajamas at this point. Mm. So I was in casual wear, and I'm sitting here looking at this stuff, and my daughter looks at me, and we're looking around at all the Target employees, and I go, wow, I look like I work here. <laughs> <laughs> like a full uniform right now. <laughs> Shirts on, sweatshirts. Yeah. She just starts laughing and just rolling in the aisle. Yeah. Right. But there's a reason for that. So when you go in, I mean, I think a lot of owners and, you know, it, they, they come down to like, oh, yeah, you know, like you were saying, oh, we don't want to be that formal. We don't. Be, you're a place of business. You, you got to look sharp. I mean, I've had restaurants where it's like the, the most cash I've ever gotten with front of the house is uh, black button down, black jeans. Okay. You know, just I don't care. Yeah. You know, summertime, you can wear short sleeves. That's fine. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. But everyone's going to look the same. And then they would have to bring me what they were going to wear. You know, like when they're like, hey, can I wear this? 
And I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Or I'd be like, uh, no, we're not serving prostitutes tonight. So you and your rayon shirt need to go home and freaking decide again there, buddy. You know, it, you know because you got to look at the staff, too, as far as like, you know, you got to kind of protect them within their uniform. Because as a customer, when you sit there, you need to know who you're asking for what. Like if you or I were just to get up in one of those non-casual places and walk by a table, guaranteed somebody would ask us for a side of ranch. Yeah. Right. Because you're like, oh, I didn't know you're my server. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that's the one thing I think in the corporations that they've kind of are on point with that. I remember working for Darden where you had a uniform checklist and we uh-huh. checked your, we called the tail, your handkerchief in the back for grabbing hot plates and things like that. We yeah. had your your bow tie you had to have on, the white shirt had to be pressed, the uh-huh. whole deal. Yeah. And, uh, and it's still a successful restaurant company to this day. So there's there's some... A lot of uh, science behind that, and some oh, yeah. logical reason of why. And I agree with you when the when you're walking the floor and you see that there's staff on board, and you raise your hand or you know where to go, you just feel like you know I'm, I'm, there's plenty of help here. I'm yeah. in good hands. Yeah, you feel like you're in good hands. And then what gets neglected is the kitchen staff, uh-huh. right? It's like yeah, you know, in rolling with whatever you're wearing, right? right? It's like just day, hey, man. I'm coming in a t-shirt and jeans. I don't care, right? But and I and to your point, I don't know if it would need to be on the employer to buy that stuff for the employee in the kitchen staff if they wanted to go that, you know, Adidas, Reebok, Nike. But maybe to your point, like Darden, who has a couple of successful chains, that they might be able to work out a deal. Like I was, yeah. a, I was worked in one hotel and they had a deal with a company called Shoes for Cruise. Yeah, and they, majority of them, I think, have yeah. that deal. And it was you go get your shoe and then it comes out of your paycheck at two different points. You know, half comes out the first one, half comes out the second one. So it's kind of like you can walk into that truck or kiosk or whatever it was. You feel like you're getting it for free, you know, because you get to walk out with the shoes and not pay anything. You just sign your name, you know, and then then it just comes out of your check. So you really don't even notice it. You know, so maybe they work out a deal like that. But I think they're just I they're just missing an entire market here. You know, and why? I'm kind of with you on that, man. I, I did that because the other thing, too, is that when you have that sense of uh, connection with your employees when the staff, when the dress is important and the staff is wearing the same thing, mm-hmm. you kind of need that chemistry in the back of the house too, where there's some sense of professionalism, yeah. uh, attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if the person can't wake up and get themselves together to go and work in the proper uniform, they're probably not displaying your food the way it should be displayed or taking right. the time to make sure it looks right to go out on the floor. You know, and there's a couple of successful chefs out there that have, you know, that have the money that they would be able like Ramsey, right? He could easily afford to outfit his kitchen crew in Under Armour chef coats. Yeah. Right. And you know know what? I wouldn't be opposed. That probably could help you out with uh, employee retention. Mm -hmm. If you did uh, offer to buy the first uniform, maybe another one after, you know, three months, you buy another one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, depending on. So they got two different uniforms to wash and wear. Then the yep. third one comes on, you know, after the probationary period, 90 days. 90 days, yeah. And annually, they get one per year. Yeah. You know, and then, and, and I like it too because it's, you know, like I said about hiding that 10, you know, five to 10 pounds that sometimes you can put on in the kitchen, especially during the mm-hmm. holiday season. It'd be like, hey, uh, you know, you know, uh, you got to fit in your chef coat year round, pal. Yeah. none of this buying it you can't buy a sh- you can't wear your chef coat because you don't fit in it anymore yeah then look i'm about, like you said athletes though where you've got the yeah. uh the chef coats with the um with the sweat and the aerated fabric oh yeah 
Well, that would be tight, huh? That would be sweet, man. With that, uh, what do they call that? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Weave or something it's like that. Something. I mean, I got some Under Armour stuff, and it's like, you know, chill. I'm wearing it right now, and it's like, chill this, heat that, whatever. I mean, there's all that technology yeah, okay. out there. You know, but, right. you know, just as if, I think it's like micro-vented or something like that. They can micro-vent the back of a chef coat, you know, to, yeah. to ease uh -huh. up on some heat. And then, That's you know what? Cool. And to that point, if... And if somebody just went and bought their own, guess what? They're going to take a hell of a lot better care of that thing because they're going to pay. I mean, look, chef coats right now probably cost um, low end, 20 bucks, high end. You can get Egyptian cotton that you wear for show. That's going to be like $200, right? So if right. You, you hit it somewhere in that $80 mark and you got a line cook that wants to treat himself, you know, to a chef coat like that, just, a, you know, nondescript mm -hmm. white, but he's going to take care of that thing. He's going to look sharp because he forked out that money. It feels good on him. He feels good about himself, right? He feels comfortable yeah. when he's at work. He's going to do a better job, right? Right? Than throwing on a t-shirt. The cool one too that they're okay wearing other places. Now you got Absol the billboard. Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, there are there are a couple of companies out there now. It's you know, you you feel like you could wear your chef coat. You feel like you can walk out in the dining room in a chef coat and you look trendy. You look stylish, yeah. right? You don't. You, you know, you're not in a chef coat that's two sizes too big for you. Like you stole your dad's and came to work and stole his job, right. you know, and you, but if you had like cool coloring and cool piping and graphics, and if it said, you know, if it had the Under Armour logo on the back of it, right. And, yeah. you know, you do a whole lot. It's like, man, I mean, I get it. Look, athletes, athletes, multi-million dollars, you know, Steph Curry, LeBron James, or well, he just went out with an ankle injury, but, you know, you got these guys that are going to rep your product on TV, but the culinary community is tight, right? We see one dude, you know, all it takes is one guy wearing one thing. You put Ramsey in an Under Armour chef coat on Hell's Kitchen. Guess what? You, you're yeah. going to fucking make sales. It may, right. you're going to move units, right? That's what's going to happen. You sponsor his shoes. All you got to do is make an Under Armour shoe that has a no slip grip, right? Yeah. And it comes in a, a black and gray or um, that old godforsaken. What is that called? Um, remember the the black and white checker pants, that pattern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but, I had a pair of those. And yeah. then there was also that big uh, fashion thing where you had the, the chili peppers on it. Oh, yeah. Graphics and all that. Yeah. That but if you were to take that, that black and white check and turn that into a shoe, non-slip, Under Armour athletic shoe. Yeah. Dude. That would move units. If you put that on Ramsey on Hell's Kitchen or if you put that on Guy Fieri on one of his shows, you know, right. diners driving or, you know, the grocery one where they run around like uh, crash derby race car drivers, you know, they would move units because we're always looking for something different. The minute Mazos came out, right, they're a slip on, right? Okay. And it's like a rubber molded heel and sole, but it's they were cool because you could buy a pair of shoes. One of it had the bacon and, um, graphic on it and the other one had an egg like a um sunny side oh, up egg graphic on it right the minute one of us saw those things it went around the entire culinary community like freaking wildfire they're like oh my god there's something different yeah. there's something cool there's something that's stylish that's creative that lets us be independent and express ourselves right, right? but still stay safe right still yeah. non-slip all that stuff and those shoes are i have a pair they're they're about 110 bucks. You know, they're okay. not cheap. They're not right. cheap. They, but they last a while too. They're not they last they're, they're la they last forever. Okay. You know. I mean, and it's just I you Where know Where did the Crocs come from? Was that a was that a kitchen thing first? Hell no. 
Hell no. No, the, the Crocs? What about Mario? Wasn't Mario wearing Crocs? But we don't. Mario Batali? Yeah, but he also had on freaking, um, what are those things called? Uh, Capri shorts, too. I mean, we really want to talk style. He wore socks and Crocs, that well, dude. still, back to your point, his personality. Yeah, yeah that was his personality. Some you wouldn't wear, but Hell no, the dude has calves like an elephant, too. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I'm just... No, but he but he was expressing style right to the point. Yeah. The Crocs are not a thing. They used to make clogs. Birkenstock makes a clog, mm-hmm. right? And it's not necessarily slip resistant from what I remember. Don't quote me on that. Don't send, send all your hate mail to, I don't know, your principal from high school, um, yeah. right? And, you know, but but they were comfortable and they were different. And there was it was an all leather top. So you they'd wipe off. They'd stay clean, right? right? They wouldn't. You know, because the problem with the lace ups is you get food in there. Right. So the slip ons yeah. were always beneficial. Right. So if right. you're listening to Under Armour, um, slip on, wipe off. It doesn't even have to be leather. You guys got technology, man. There's I'm, technology I'm out there. Go ahead and just pitch it to him and see what comes out of it. Uh, I'm with you, man. It's like, you know, let's see. Who, oh, wait, you know a guy, don't you? Do I know? It? Oh, I. Yeah, no, I know. Well, yeah, I know a guy. I've talked to him about this, and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, shoes are a whole other thing." I'm like, "Well, you know." Oh, are they? Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, but whatever, dude." Well, what about the shirts though? Because we used to do the white ones that were lighter. Mm-hmm. So chef, wear a chef coat. Yep. The crew had their white ones that you would, you know, you would get from the li- the laundry companies, right? Yeah, you get them from the, the linen company. Company. But what the- about just some, some cooler, nicer ones? Yeah, I right like you're talking about the ones that had the snap down ones in the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even those. Yeah, even those. Just something cooler, like with a vented back or vented under the pits. Look, man, those guys in the kitchen. I'm here to tell you, people, they're ripe. All right, they're sweaty and ripe back there. Okay, just it doesn't affect your food because it kind of stops, but. There, there, the yeah, outside. there is ripe. I mean, the kitchen staff, trust me, we sweat. You know, <laughs> we sweat a lot. You know, and it's just, but even like the chef hat. I mean, look, there was a cool thing when the chef hat came out. It was like uh, the skull cap. Remember the skull cap when that came out? Yeah. Everybody went bonkers on the skull cap. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the only thing before that was the torque. Right. And then everyone was like, what did you call it? The torque is a torque. Yeah. The torque, the hat, you know, and, and everyone now see me in a torque would be like you in a torque because I'm tall. I put my chef hat on the torque and I'd hit the hood all day long. I look, I look like a damn Virginia slim menthol 120. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was bad. (laughs) I look like a walking cigarette, man. It was horrible. You know, filter kept hitting the freaking uh, hood, <laughs> shit getting knocked off all the time, you know. Right, but right. so when the skull cap came out, I was like, all right. Yeah, and yes, people, there was the floppy Italian hat. I remember that for all of 10 minutes. And then we all decided nobody wanted to look like a, they, they were from France with a beret or whatever. And that shit would get in your yeah, face, yeah. too. You know, don't even play around. Mm-hmm. That would flop into your face. But, you know, the, just the whole thing. And then we all went like, oh, well, baseball caps are cool. Right. And they were like, okay, so baseball hats made it into the kitchen, which is fine. But that doesn't mean they can't be a better one with an absorbent band, you know, in the headband well, yeah, area. Definitely because then the baseball caps would start to look nasty. Yeah. They start to stain. They, those, they fall apart. Yeah. And they, they fall apart. They stain. They're crappy. You know, so if you get a good, good ball cap, you know, I mean, and 
the I'm telling you right now, the culinary um what's the word I'm looking for here, people? The the culinary community would uh would I'd buy it. I'd I'd rock yeah. it. I mean and look, and honestly, I keep bringing up Under Armour because it's the most comfortable. Like I wear Under Armour T-shirts underneath my chef coat because they're super comfortable. Well, and the other reason too, Under Armour is because they're already making that that product, so you know they have yeah. the fabric and everything else. They mm -hmm. just haven't styled it out to work in a in a kitchen because they haven't thought about it. Yeah. And if you look at their stock a while back, they probably should think about it because they've been struggling they, for quite some time. They probably should. I mean, right now they're pinning their entire company on the Rock. You know, old old Dwayne Johnson DJ. He's carrying that entire company right now. He's got yeah. the shoulders for it. He can. He's got the shoulders to carry that company. But you know, at, at some point, he's gonna you know want to do something else. Maybe I, maybe I get him involved. Maybe we get like the Rock Kitchen Gear, right? That yeah, would be pretty dope, go. right? Project Culinary or some shit. I don't know, but yeah, I just I think they I think there's a huge miss. Because you could even I'm, now that I'm like really really into it, it's like man you could do socks, copper infused socks to keep that smell down. Yeah, right. You, you actually got onto something here for me, so I'm actually on their website right now. On whose? Under Armour. Okay, Under Armour, we're coming for and, you. And they could use it. I mean, they got the sports stuff, product categories, mm -hmm. uh, clothing. I mean, yeah, work socks. Work socks. Under Armour, where you're wearing those standing all day. Yeah. Along with their, their shoe. Like, um, yeah, the, the USA graphic t-shirt. Wouldn't that be cool as a... Dude, how cool yeah, would that uh, be as a chef coat? That would be cool. You know, and then they could do an apron. I mean, we need a good apron. You know, the design of the apron... The apron itself, the design of the apron is fine with the bib and the bistro length. That's fine. But yeah. somebody's got to figure out them straps. Them straps need to be figured out. You mean the, the, the wraparound? Yeah, because seriously, I walk into some kitchens, right? And Homeboy will have the, the piece around his neck, right? That goes over his head to hold the bib part up. And then his chef coat or his shirt or whatever is eight inches above that strap, right? Like, what the fuck? Fuck, dude! What did you fight a bear? What happened? <laughs> you know, and then the 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 tie arounds and the waist straps, right? That's that hasn't changed. Yeah, I see some people where they have it kind of go from their waist up to their shoulders, back down to the waist, like the old uh, freaking Chinese jump rope with the elastic band, right? It looks like that on the back of them, and it yeah, alleviates yeah. the neck and the waist. But man, look, we're not all contortionists, okay? Not all of us are double jointed in the world. Man, I would throw out a fucking shoulder trying to get into one of those things. Right? I'd end up in a fucking hospital in traction trying to get in that apron. Somebody's got to do something else with the apron. It, it, I mean, if there was only a thing called Velcro, if that only existed, or snaps. Yeah, something like Velcro. Something, right? right? Something with a heavy-duty Velcro strap or something. You I mean, know, You should design something. I, I want to check it out. What would yours look like? Let me see a shark tank. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm them maybe I'm trademarking all this. People just understand. You know, David John would snap you up for the second. Right, he know. would. Right, he'd be like, I know a little bit about clothing. I'm like, yes, you do, Mr. Right. Fubu. What's up? That's it. <laughs> Let's do it. 
it would be cool too to add one in there with uh that could relate to concepts right where you yeah. have a smokehouse and you got straps that hold on the big tongs or something yeah right or, or you could uh, get uh or you could get um, just ones that work the grill right so you have other straps that hold bigger tongs like you're talking about in yeah. spatulas and stuff and then you have one that works saute and it's maybe a little bit smaller right yeah. and it's a little more um finite or delicate if you will as far as you know the extras more different pockets right i mean and they need to have pockets for all the pins and you nowadays you need to have a pocket for your cell phone to go in right but what if it was a pocket for the cell phone what if it was a pocket for your cell phone that zipped up so this way your cell phone didn't fall out and then it was waterproof yeah right so if you did splash something it was okay no problem Right. I mean, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to design some of this stuff up. But Under Armour, hit me up, man. Nike, hit me up. Reebok, hit me up. Adidas, you yeah. guys you guys faded out with Run DMC. You guys hit it right there. That's cool. And you guys, you guys own soccer. Them, right? Yeah. Would you say Reebok? Is that what you said? Yeah, uh, Reebok too, man. I'll take Reebok, dude. I'll take Puma. I'll take, Puma. I'll take Keds. Some New Balance. Bro, I'll take Hush Puppies. <laughs> Take them all. Stacy Adams for the high end. Dude, oh, Stacy Adams for the front of the house. Man, could you imagine yeah, some yeah. nice Stacy Adams slip on, non slip shoes? Yeah. Dude, you. And that's strictly for the GM market, baby. You may have to just develop the own line and just go straight to shoes for cruise. Uh, maybe, man. I don't know. Because I, I looked, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. Shoes for cruise designer edition. Oh, right. Line on there. Dude, could you, man, could you imagine like some puffy high tops, non slip for the kitchen? That'd be badass. Comfy, all memory foamed out and shit. I don't know if we would want memory foam. You want your your feet to remember what you did in no, your kitchen? No, we don't. No, we don't. Yeah, we don't want to remember the last. You know, no, yeah, we don't want to remember in that shit. No, we don't remember all the plates that you got sent back on your shift, do we? No, we want to forget that no. shit. You know. Well, nice topic, man. That that'd be interesting. That would be good to, um. Basically, add a little flair to the back of the house. Uh, yeah. Somebody, something, something cool. Where even after the shift, they would go out to another restaurant and they'd be like, "Oh wow, man, that that's your uniform." You're like, "Yeah, man, this is the new chef coats that our guys yeah. got. Your logos up there looking cool on the yeah on the collar, or on the chest, or on the back. Exactly. Whatever it is. Uh, it may be, but you're right. And and not only that, just worldwide apparel. I mean, look at the revenue mm-hmm. that that could have. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting idea. And then again, back to the operations piece for how important a uniform is in those kinds of places. Mm-hmm. Definitely see that rolling into, you know, probably something even in some other industries to where the uniform itself becomes more of a fashion statement. That'd be sweet. Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, because look, let's let's face facts, peoples. The men's suit has not changed in close to what uh, 150 yeah. years. And the tuxedo, how many spins you want to see on a tuxedo? Right. Yeah. Um, so great. Why don't we go ahead and just wrap that up and cool. uh, close out table one eleven. Close out uh, table one eleven on uniforms. Appreciate awesome. It. You yeah. got it. Good, All right. Good job, bro. Cool.